Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Transcend with Debbie. We have Stefan Bregate in the house. Woo, woo, that's what's up. Good morning. Happy Halloween, you guys. Yes, happy Halloween. What's up? That's what I'm talking about. You're really coming in hot, Stefan. That's what's happening. Now, for those that don't know, like I was reading your bio. What a bio, Stefan. That's the old one. Is this is the old one? Okay, yeah, so it's like, I, have, I have done so much since then. It's you know how much can you really add to a bio? Because we go on for so long, and you add all this stuff. And what I'm going to start sending out encyclopedias for my bio for every event I do. It's like, come on. Let's just yeah. So I have to learn to shorten mine as well. I I feel you there. And but I see this, and it's like. TV shows, you've been on Ghost Adventures, My Ghost Story, Haunted Hollywood, Paranormal Witness, like Caught on Camera, and then it, I love and more. And more. <laughs> yeah, so so that, that's your encyclopedia, right? And some. Yeah. Viacom, TV, CBS, uh, Nickelodeon, Awesomeness TV. It's just, it just adds, adds up and adds up. Nickelodeon? Tell me what you did on Nickelodeon. So... Nickelodeon owns Awesomeness TV, and uh, what they do is they do these shows about uh, these young kids who are influencers and stuff on Instagram and, and, and TikTok and stuff. So they take two of the biggest influencers from each, and they grouped them up on an adventure show, you know, some kids and stuff. What they decided to do was do uh, a thing called Spooky Summer, and... Right. Yeah, and they it's about these two kids who come to LA uh-huh. and they bring me in. I'm their friend and I'm going to give them a, a ghost tour because they want to do something spooky. Uh-huh. So I, I, I arranged to take them to uh, the, the, some hotels, the Franklin Hotel, you know, Marilyn Monroe room. We just did all this running around Hollywood filming. Uh, it was great. We had people, some people from the movie, um, was it from Survivor on the show? We had like, uh, we went to a pet cemetery, and I, and it's cool because I, I have this list of things that I want them to go do. Yeah. Like, a picture of a ghost, and blah, blah, blah. So they're running around the graveyard. Uh, one of them has their house investigated, and a lot of crazy things were happening, you know. So they, they brought me in as a, Kind of a Jack Black style, you know, goofball, funny guy. Because I am. I'm. I'm this lighthearted, you know, just want to have fun kind of guy. You are. And, uh, they thought it would be perfect. They were going to bring me on for an episode, and then I ended up getting uh, four episodes out of the entire season because they're wow. like, oh no, you're going to have to come back, and we're going to do this, and now they're going to have a beach party, a Halloween party up in the hills, and you're going to have to go up there and. So they brought me and Patty Negri in, and we did like a seance and all kinds of stuff, and it was just a blast. Uh, you can go to, I think the, the reruns are on YouTube, you can go to Awesomeness TV and look it up, and you'll see us and see all the adventures that we did. And it was pretty fun overall. Some strange things were happening for sure. It wasn't just um, make believe. And yeah. then they had me play a song and write some music for it because I, I do that too. So it was a lot of, a lot of fun. That is so cool. You know, you say weird things were happening. What were weird that, you know, we get this question and I got this asked to me yesterday, like, 
what is it that we've seen is it um that's out of the ordinary when you say weird what was weird that happened well things you know uh strange things moving you know we're we're in uh, a, a big haunted location in los angeles which which was amazing i always wanted to investigate there and they never let anybody in there it's a huge huge building and it's got a hundred rooms in it and it's uh, an old hotel downtown uh-huh. and you know just walking around you're hearing footsteps you know i'm i have of course i'm showing the, the kids how to use the meters i have my periscope and all that stuff mm-hmm. and we're going from room to room and we got up into the ballroom which is supposed to be a lot of activity and mm-hmm. as they're walking through they're holding the meters and i said just call to them you know you don't don't and they're they're freaked out you know, because they, they, they've never done anything like this. And I was like, just call them. They'll come to you. And they're like, all right. If anybody's in this room, come come over to me. And can you light this thing up? And one of the guys stand there. And the whole thing just starts lighting up. And it's moving around him. And he's like, oh, it's cold. It's cold right here. Oh, my God. And, like, things like that were happening. The chairs were sliding a little bit. Ooh. Uh, it was really good activity. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like trying to save it, you know, because that's me. You know, I'm like, I'm. When I say weird things are happening, uh, I mean weird for everybody else, pretty much, because for me, that's just a normal thing. Yes. Like, like the term paranormal is when when are we going to stop calling it paranormal because it's yes. normal? It's part yes. of the normality of life. We're oh, just, I love that. We're not just, you know, not seeing it, but we're still experiencing it. It's still around us. All of this. If, if we're able to have the vision where we can look around and see everything that's happening around us, we'd all lose our minds because there's so much stuff happening. All these streams of, you know, dimensions moving and things going in and out and just like, it would be crazy. Yeah. Thankfully, we have that little bit of a blinder on sometimes where we can open the veil a little bit and look around and then close it back, you know. Yeah. But it's our normal life. It's just, this has been going on since the beginning of recorded history. So it's not like it's something just happened in 1908 during the spiritual movement and like no this has always been happening and let's just call it normal and move on i love that that is such a perfect way to explain that i feel that there's such this stigma of like oh paranormal but you you just clarified it in such a beautiful way that our listeners should you know when they hear this they're like yeah because it's so true changing the mindset of it then when you take away the paranormal or the unknown you know of course you say something like unknown everyone's afraid of the unknown i don't like to go to the doctor because i don't i don't know what he's going to say at the end of that visit but when i get through it i'm like oh okay cool you yes it's it, that thing that we're afraid of things that we don't know exactly but if we know what they are and accept them and say oh this is part of normality yes uh, but then it's longer scary but maybe that's not what hollywood wants hollywood wants us to think that Oh my God, there's a noise in the kitchen. It must be a demon coming for us. It's like, no. It's probably grandma. Grandma's coming to visit. It's the holidays and she's probably in there looking for something to drink. I don't know. Yes. Thank you. She's like, maybe come and help out with some tamales and that make some yeah. pozole. She's like, yo, I'm here. This is what we do. Nobody's up. I'm let me prepare. Let me get it ready. Let's get the yeah. vibe set. I love their explanation. And I think it's so important because again, we have a perception, the unknown. Dun, dun, dun. There's some yeah. things I feel like I don't know. You know, and when when I say unknown, when people ask about home, you know, the homebound um, souls or just when it goes into that feeling of 
beyond, you know, we're going to talk about the things that um, people don't talk about, like whether there's, are we surrounded by others and what, what, uh, you know, Bigfoot, like all those things that are unknown, like what is your belief system on that? Yeah, it's, it, it's kind of like that. People just freak out about what's going on and Hollywood doesn't help. Hollywood, <laughs> you know, I see these movies and I love horror films, you know, and it's not because they're scary. To me, it's that they're, they're, they're trying to be scary and freak people out, and I get it. But to me, when I see that stuff, it's funny. Like, Paranormal Activity, I think it's hilarious stuff. Yeah. Because I think like this, when I'm watching that, if I was the ghost, I would totally do something ridiculous. Like, you know, one of my favorite movies um, is with Michael J. Fox, and it's called The Frighteners from the late 80s, early 90s. <clears throat> and uh, he's a, a paranormal investigator. Mm-hmm. But he's got these two friends with him who are ghosts that go into the houses and they, you know, rattle chains or move the bed up and down and move the plates. And you see them trying to scare people. It's, it's just so funny. You know, and I would do the same thing. Make the toilet seat bounce up and down just to get a reaction out of some people, especially if they're people that are kind of like not cool, you know, who are kind of mean or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get you. Look at this plate flying by you right now. You know, that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. and, uh, I think that's funny. So when I'm watching these movies, like, oh, they're moving the sheets and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I would totally go in there and just rearrange their furniture and just freak them out. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> but you see, know, that's so stuff. beautiful. That's your personality. Yeah. And so when you look at, we talked about this, what is a medium, right? What is our job as an evidential medium is to bring the personality forward, the character not only that, but who they, the essence of who they are, because they believe that, you know, those parts of us still continue to exist. And you just said, that's me. I'm a funny guy. I like to have a good time. I'm goofy. I'm going to come mess with you. And don't be surprised if that toilet seat starts going or the sheets start moving or you, or you get pushed off the bed because I'll be like, what's up, bro? What you doing there? So, yeah. And that is your personality. And that what is continues after life that continues and if that's your belief system and you see you are a soul and your your characteristics still continue your personality continues because that's what, what we touch into those impressions and the memories Absolutely. Absolutely. so you just you just gave a beautiful example of the world of like i'm gonna come back hot and you're gonna know it <laughs> yeah yeah I've got some time to chill here, you know, so I'm going to start messing with everybody. Oh, I'm going to go see my friend. Oh, he's going to freak out when I start sliding this beer across the counter. Yeah. Now, you actually, you have a baby here in Ventura County that you take care of, the Majestic Theater, and they say it's haunted. And this is where we met. So I've had the honor to sit there and work with Spirit and feel the activity with your equipment that you have. And my husband actually felt his wallet being pulled. uh, Yeah, that was funny. while we were talking, and um, I think it was Chester. It was, it was Chester. Chester trying to, he was either trying to mess with them or maybe he was trying to get some money out of his wallet. I don't know. Chester's a, yeah. Chester's a weird guy. He's funny. And so literally, I mean, the wallet didn't come out, but the impression of like, I'm coming for you. Like, I got it. Like, you can feel that impression of that slight touch. Like, okay, I'm coming yeah. for your wallet. And so. Chester's a very physical spirit there. Absolutely. Yeah, is there another spirit that's in the theater that you have like this bond that you want people to know, like the relationship you have with this spirit and this person? Uh, actually, there's quite a bit. You know, there's like, 
I knew there was a lot of spirits there because I was there, been doing stuff there for a long, long time. And I've got a relationship with a lot of these spirits. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I was doing the documentary for Paraflix, um, I had no idea the amount of the spirit activity that I would encounter. Okay. We would go there, and I'm trying to do a walk through this building. So I'm trying to investigate it section by section to get everything, you know. And it's funny because as soon as we started, I opened the office door and walked through, and you're hearing footsteps everywhere. And I've gone in there and I've heard uh, in the dark uh, the sound of dishes, like in a kitchen, and the high-pressure sprayer spraying them down, and they're washing them. Uh, the theater does not have dishes or a high-pressure sprayer. So that oh. is a residual coming from a different time. Mm-hmm. And then when I got into the kitchen area and started with the cameras, there was so many things flying around. It was crazy. Like Arlene's in there and I'm filming Arlene and she's unrolling a bunch of cables and stuff and getting stuff ready. And there's just things flying around there. And there's things that stop in front of my camera and just kind of hover and then take off again. And then we started with the spirit boxes and it was so much activity. I'm like, oh, let's just sit here for a minute and talk to them. I got so many names coming to the spirit box within minutes. There must've been like, 20 spirits in there just talking to us and, and working and going through because what's happening is um, a lot of them are still there because of their love for the theater. So when I like when I told you I'm hearing this, the, the them doing work in the kitchen, the cleaning the, the dishes and stuff, you can hear things sliding. I hear pots and pans. We we're doing an investigation right outside the kitchen in the lobby one night. We heard a, a sound like a lid of a pot dropping. It's mm. crack. And you know how it makes that sound when it's winding around, it's rolling, it's all wow, 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 yes. and it stops. Uh, me and my, my tech manager are like, what the hell was that? Yeah. So we go in there to look, to look around with the flashlights, and there's nothing in there. Whoa. Something just residually fell and made a noise. It's like, what's going on? So they're in there working still. And yeah. Dave is the guy, the spirit that I know, that's in there, and he's always by the back by the ice machine, just keeping an eye on things. And he kind of runs the kitchen. And I always, when I go in there, I always turn the lights on and say, "Hey, what's going on, Dave?" Blah blah blah. And sometimes he'll he'll rattle something right there to let you know that he's like there. It's pretty mm. cool. And but I got so many names coming through. It was like a roll call of employees and stuff going on. And it was so it was so much more than I expected. That's cool. So I know there was about eight pro predominant spirits there but there mm-hmm. was like maybe 20 30 sometimes when i'm in the main hall mm-hmm. um, the, <clears throat> the environment will change in seconds so like it'll be warm in there and also it'll just be ice cold oh and you wow used to be a silent film theater and they used okay. to do and stuff in there and there was chairs everywhere so sometimes when i'm just standing there and i feel the pressure change i get the impression that i am standing in the way yeah and I'm in a big giant theater. I'm like, what? Why? Oh, because there's all of a sudden a residual thing, and there's about a hundred spirits there trying to watch a movie. And my <laughs> big butt is standing in the middle of where the seats would have been. So I'm standing in front of somebody. So I oh. energy where you gotta get okay, excuse me, excuse me, guys, coming through and I get to the side. It's just like, oh wow. It does it whenever it wants to. The theater is so alive. It's it's almost like it almost has a pulse. It's almost like sometimes what you do in the live sound. We're having mm-hmm. weird sound issues 
and you can hear this like vibration, like something in the background. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a pulse. I love the word that you say. The theater is so alive. Oh, and oh. and when I was um, listening to a lady do a speech on um, the Queen Mary, and she said the same words. And I think that's important when people go back into time, into history, if your belief system, the residual that you speak of, things are, they're still like existing. You're seeing it as it's still happening or it's existing or you're tapping into that memory of what has happened in that area. I mean, I love that that explanation and never heard it like that before. And, you know, it continue that word continues to play out and it's catching my attention as a meeting. I'm like, wow, it's true. Last night I got to do a little ghost hunt um, uh, at the Glen Tavern and we briefly talked about that. And I went into the room and I could feel that same coldness that you spoke of, but it was like instant it's almost like you you make a shift into that room or you feel the difference right when you step into a whole nother dimension. It's like, okay, you're, you stepped into their timeline or you stepped into that residual is what it felt like after listening to you explain that. And so that's when the story starts to unfold for me. Once I walked in there and I felt that immediate shift in the energy and I was like, okay, I have someone here. I was already feeling it in my body. Um, as a paranormal investigator, I've had the honor to work with you, which has been, which, which is nice. Thank you. Thank you. You have a technique that you really do walk through the whole place, but you start from a specific side. Would you explain why you do that for the listeners okay. so that they know, hey, when we're doing an investigation, this is how I flow? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so I'm a, a paranormal teacher for the University of Magicus, which is a big online school of uh, paranormal things. And I'm not going to say it's paranormal things because, you know, there's so many things. I teach the paranormal side, one of the paranormal teachers. Uh, I could be the only paranormal teacher on that university, actually. But uh, there's different types of psychics. There's Reiki healers. There's people who do special types of meditation. It's a huge variety of things that we all come together and do. Now, as for the paranormal side of my classes, I'm always giving these tips and tricks, my approach to things, you know, mm -hmm. uh, when I'm investigating. I stand at the front door because that is the the, 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 the the dimensional doorway we're walking from outside mm -hmm. environment into an inside environment. And I was just saying to my students yesterday during a class that uh, we have to do it like this. And I go a clockwise. I go in and I do a clockwise. I do a thing called a room sweep where I have this little point and shoot camera so I can document pictures. Mm -hmm. So I'll stand there and I'm like, oh, front doorway. What am I looking at? Click, you know? And then I'll move to my left. I'll go to the immediate room. And what's funny is for some reason right now, I'm thinking about uh, the Levy Mansion, which I, I know. Brought you to. I'm, I'm like, I'm just all of a sudden I'm, I'm there and I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm moving over here to the living room. So I do, I do clockwise, you know, it's very important as I'm documenting what I'm going through. And the reason why I do that is for some reason, I don't know, some spirits seem to like to move to the corners and stuff. That's yeah. a lot of them beside that. Like, oh, who's this guy? Oh, look at this guy. So they'll stand in the corner and, and wait. So I take my camera and my equipment and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go this way. And then if I see if I try to kind of wrangle them into a certain area or whatever, which is always great. Um, for some reason, my personality works well with them. 
Mm-hmm. Like, after a couple of minutes, they go, oh, this guy's kind of a goofy guy. He's funny, you know. Yeah. And I don't ask the same questions like I would. I mean, everyone does EVPs. You see it time and time again. I've done over a thousand paranormal investigations, and I see it time and time again. You know, what's your name? What year is it? How did you die? <laughs> Are you serious right now? This is a well-known haunted location, and you, you're the... the, the Third, three thousand two hundred person to come in here and ask that question. Yeah. It was, if it was me, I'd be like, oh, not this again. I'm gonna go hang out on the porch until these guys leave. You know. You know. Yes. But when I come in, I'm like, hey, what's your favorite color? Did you like ice cream? What was your favorite ice cream? I like ice cream. Yes. You know, and all of a sudden I'm getting, oh, blue. Uh, one one I asked a question and someone said vanilla. And it was they said something about with the bean. I'm like, what? Vanilla, vanilla, okay. Which is an older style ice cream. Yes. You know, so I was like, cool. You know, and then we talk about music. And if, I, if they tell me like what era of music they like, I'll pull out my phone. I'll start playing it. Oh, right. Like, ah. Love this stuff. You yes. know, I'm just want to have fun with my spirits and the yes. spirits I'm coming across that I haven't met yet. I'm like, dude, cool. I'm going to be here. Let's hang out. Uh, what do you like to do? You know, I'm going to come back next week and we'll do some stuff. We'll have fun. Mm-hmm. Like when I did the music party at the Ventura Theater. Mm-hmm. I My spirits were so good to me for so long. I just got in the middle of the theater and said, hey, you guys, next Thursday I'm going to come back and we're just going to have a party. Yeah. yeah. Set up stuff, we're going to play some music and just have some fun. It's just all about you guys. So we we do that. And um, start, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start playing some music. I got the big the, the speaker out and I'm playing on my phone. And I'm playing music from the late 1920s, mm-hmm. you know, kind of trippy stuff. Got some 30s. Things are starting to jam a little bit. I got to the 1940s wartime era music, the big band stuff, the boogie yeah. stuff. That place went crazy. All How- the meters lighting up. And, I, and for those of you who are paranormal investigators, think about this. You got a big dancer ballroom where you're, wherever you're investigating, put your equipment out sporadically, all your K2s, all your meters that light up, because if they're going to have a good time and they're going to get out there and dance, they're going to be bumping into those meters. So right yeah. away, things are blinking and sirens are going off and things are happening. SLS cameras out. We're looking. There's a guy leaning against the, leaning against the fence right in front of us or the railing. And he's, mm-hmm. he's snapping his foot and he's snapping his fingers. That so is like, so oh. cool. They and were so having you, such a blast. And you can see these things. This is what you can see. So you have the gift clairvoyantly to see them while this party's happening. And you work at this theater. So like you're constantly having concerts, parties, like there's always something happening. And so who would not want to stay there? Who would want to leave that, right? It's like, let's have some fun. Let's rock it out. So like, I could totally appreciate that, but I love how you're so visual. Yeah, I I have that that gift, which I don't, I don't really talk about it that much in the paranormal world. It's kind of like my little hidden secret that I put in my Uh-oh. back pocket. <laughs> Uh-oh, my bad. Well, everybody, everybody knows. Everybody knows it. And they okay. have doctor, it's cool. You know, I always say that when I'm doing speeches and stuff like I didn't choose to be paranormal the paranormal kind of chose me yes I didn't just get into it it was always there I was a little kid and I didn't think it was weird that the Indians were coming up from our garage our basement 
and then walking up the stairs going to my sister's room. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're just a innocent little kid. You don't know. Yeah. You know, I see spirits all the time, you know, and, and uh, I always was talking to stuff. And uh, I always had that gift, so it kind of helps me out. And uh, I, I use it to my advantage when I'm doing a paranormal location. Because you mm-hmm. walk in and, and you've got some of the, the gifts. And we all do. We all have yes. these gifts. We just need to fine-tune them and work on them. You know, and that's what the university is about. That's what, you know, your show is about. You talk with other people and you help develop the clairvoyant stuff. Mm-hmm. Very important. And um, I just use it. I feel the energy coming from, oh, this corner of the room over here. I'm going to cruise over here. Hey, yeah. this corner. Oh, there you are. Hi, wow. I love that hat or your, your dress so great. I yeah. see experiences and I always compliment them, you know, like Chester's a hard one really compliment because I saw him uh, a few times physically like he was just in a good mood or whatever and he was solid as a rock nice. and he looks kind of strange it's kind of a gray brown color he doesn't look like our color mm-hmm. long long arms and his fingers are super long it looks really strange like a scarecrow man mm-hmm. uh, something happened with his hands but you know I, I I look around and I look up at the balcony and here he comes cruising through the balcony and he goes, just starts walking and he goes right through the wall. Nice. Awesome. That was Chester. And then I was upstairs and I saw him, we were doing some work upstairs and he was in the the women's bathroom. Mm -hmm. I walked around and it wasn't because it was a women's bathroom. He's not a creepy guy like that. (laughs) Yeah. But but at one point the the business offices were upstairs in Mm -hmm. where the bathrooms are now. Mm-hmm. So I think he was just going back there. Like I, I don't know if I showed you. There's a safe in that bathroom. There's an old no. Yeah, yeah. No, I you didn't know that. Bathroom, there's this little cubby. And you look in this cubby, and there's a mounted safe to the concrete that goes back to like the 1940s. I definitely felt the energy when I was working there, and when I did have to go in that area, and I walked, it, the energy was very much present. There was presence everywhere. And then you have all of us that are medium psychics and we're all in the same room. That place was on fire for sure. Um, I can, I have seen you work and I've seen you, as you said, you do a clean sweep and he really will take you through the whole house, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> because, everything. I, I was uh, like, this, this. Oh, it's a cubby. Let's put something in here. Let's yeah. And he did. He put me in the cubby. Like, girl, you're going in the cubby. I'm like, it's, you're going to put me where? I'm going in there. And, and the guy was like, I got your back, Debbie. I got your back. I could see you're scared to go in, but I had support. You, had, you came with support, a support system. So, you know, I totally appreciate that for sure. And he does really talk to them in that way. We're like, hey, how you doing? What's up? And it's just like this beautiful <laughs> conversation that just flows. And, you know, watching you use your equipment and me standing on the side and we're getting the same messages, but you're in another room had me like in awe, just like, whoa, that just happened, right? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And, um, you know, when we start clock, you're saying clockwise, we we go through the yard. So you're not even in the house yet. We're doing the whole yard. And if it's a mansion. Because you never know who's hanging out. Yeah. You guys are, aren't, aren't getting along with the people in the house, so they hang out in the outside, <laughs> whatever it is they're doing outside. Yeah, and I'm so allergic to cats, and my guys are like, oh, cat. And I'm like, oh, there's cats. Like, uh oh, yeah. there's cats. Yeah, that was unusual. And then the owner's like, 
Well, yeah, there's a lot of cats buried on the property, and he shows us that little the, the cat the collar. Yeah. I'm like, really? Oh yeah. my gosh. I'm like, okay. Great Great. That was so cool. So, I mean, that was definitely a great experience, and I love the way you um, communicate with them and how you flow with them. There's a lot of respect that you have when you're doing your work, and I think that's important. And I think, you know, last night doing the Glen Tavern. I have a validation with this woman who passed in one of the rooms there. And, you know, so many people have gone and, and done their investigation and tapped into the story or what has happened. And she just had so much gratitude for those who stepped forward to, to investigate the history of her life. But I felt very healing for her. Like, thank you. After, you know, sharing what I got, she also had gratitude of just everyone that has stepped forward in that place to honor her soul. So spirits do appreciate it because she shared that with me. And I thought, wow, how cool. I have it recorded. So I might share that um, on Halloween, maybe tomorrow, because I did a, a, a ghost tour with one of the young men there and the people. And I was jumping in the rooms while they're touring and reading the information and impressions that were in the room. And, and I felt the tragic passing, but I also felt the healing from the story at the end, which was, um, had me in awe. So the work you guys do is truly appreciative. Did you go over, did they tell you the, the historical events that happened there after you were done? So I have not yet heard everything, but I did hear a podcast last night. There was a gentleman by the name of Robert who had like, who's local and had a podcast going. And he, I did hear the story about the woman that I was channeling how um, they were, there was a tragic passing with her and I was listening to his story. So it validated what I was getting for one woman. So the whole story unfolded in that specific room within the closet and I was getting all of that um, deep, very detailed. But I, for me, as I was telling you, I'm a medium that starts to get the impressions before I go. So they know I'm getting ready to be there. So I'm already feeling the events before it happens. And then when I get there, I can feel the, physical i could feel the energy within my body and then i could feel the coldness and then i can get the real quick glimpses of in my clairvoyancy this is what i'm seeing so once i started to get the detail because my girlfriend worked there um talking to her it was just like boom i can channel in i'm getting this boom i get this or i'm feeling that and i'm like don't tell me anything until i get there so so far i've heard one story i have validation um there was a tragic a shooting in some way, but I don't have the story yet on that. And there was something about a gentleman being there who was so loved and so honored in that area. And there was just so popular. So many people came to um, his services. And so just as that unfolds, I'm just going to wait. It's still, it, it still keeps going tonight. They still have another ghost, a ghost tour. So I'm going to okay. wait to see it all and then let it let unfold. Me, let me know when you're done. I know every single story about every spirit that has passed in that building. It was very intense. You know, walking into have, it, we already I've, felt. I've investigated there a lot and, you know, they've, they've, they've left me up there on the third floor for a couple of days all to myself and there's nobody in the, in the hotel. Yeah. So I've, I've had the chance to go from room to room and really experience everybody and get their stories. And I know I know about the lady you're talking about, and mm -hmm. I have some uh, pretty intense uh, real-world experience with her as well, which was absolutely amazing. Yeah. And uh, I stayed in 307 quite a bit. I was, that was my room where I would sleep in and do all my stuff in, and it was amazing. 
if you know 307 and the closet right there, which is a pretty big walk into a closet, uh-huh. uh, it's a really thick shag carpet. The door uh-huh. doesn't open easily. You have to drag it across the carpet. Uh-huh. You know, and I've been in there and with the door opening on its own, mm-hmm. opening the door, which is almost impossible unless you put some real weight onto it, which was amazing. Yeah. And the guy and the guy who died in that room as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Totally two different stories, but there was. Room. Yeah, so in that room, that's where I was reading the woman, and then a gentleman came in immediately where I was picking up on the history of that. And the guy also the young the one of the tour guides was saying that the home was a place for um those who um, were recovering from drugs and alcohol. And so there was a period of time where there was a lot of traffic in that area as well when it came to substance. And so I was tapping on into that as well. So I was like, okay. So I started getting sick which, to my, go ahead. Yeah. I was say, which is ironic since that place has a speakeasy. And as you walk along the hallway, going down towards the back, you know, seven, there's these little panels that come off and there's little crawl, clubby spaces where they would go and do all the drugs and the alcohol in there. And so I was tapping into all of that and I started to, you know, I was doing readings that night. So I was there for almost a good five hours. And so I was like, okay, let me step away from this because we are tapping into those emotions and we're tapping into their characteristics. And some are just like that woman, she did, there was a tragic passing. And so, but again, like I said, after she, it was very healing her, her, uh, gratitude that she came forward with was heartfelt for sure. Very, very heartfelt. And so for all of you that have gone into this place and have shared her story, she's very thankful. That's how I picked up. And um, I'll share that clip if they let me. Um, I'll share it on Halloween. I'll have to ask Marie. But this this new adventure of my life that you have me in, Stefan, is really unfolding. And I appreciate it and give gratitude to you because you've opened this door for me and given me the opportunity to explore in a different way that I never thought I could jump into. You saw me with my first like real investigation and I'm like, okay, you know, like I was telling um, my husband, I'm like, you know, I see people, they're saying, oh, they got scratched or they're like, there's all these things that they talk about on the show. And I'm like, I'm always getting scratched. I'm always getting flushed. My energy, like my body, I can feel like inflammation change in my body. And why is that? Why is, why do they make it scary when that happens? Well, it's not always trying to be scary. You know, Mm -hmm. we we get scratched. I got scratched last night. There's one right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not always they're trying to harm you. They're not just like, oh, yeah. I'm a tiger. I'm a tiger. Yeah. Uh, it's not that. Sometimes they, they'll reach out to see, you know, being psychic, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's not just, oh, there's, I got a, 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 a super radar going on, which, which we do. Mm-hmm. But they don't really, they're not focusing on our flesh. What's going on is there's an energy radius. Radiating, yes. that's what it is. If you were to put their their vision goggles on, things would look a little bit different. Yes. Uh, the daytime is super bright. Everything's really super bright. And when you look at people, we're not just solid, but there's um, that aura around us that tingles and stuff and sparkles. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not, people, we are tingling and sparkling. We so are. We this light. 
and they're attracted to the light. And sometimes if you get a new spirit who is not familiar with you, they'll reach out to you and try to touch you to make you see what you are. Like, what is this? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And your body reacts to it. It's not, they're not trying to hurt you. Sometimes you get a scratch or you get a bruise or something, you know, yeah. just because they're trying to see you. Like, what is, oh, it's a person. Oh my God, this, this is incredible. You know, it's like that. They're trying to identify with you and they can connect with you. And sometimes our body reacts like that. I got to validate that because um, what I didn't share, I don't know if I shared that in one of our investigations, but I literally saw the soul reaching for me. And so once the story was said, you know, and and I think Arlene caught it on camera where you saw the orb right behind me when I felt that. So it was like my neck kind of got scratched and it started to get flushed and the energy was coming really close. And I started to get the prickly, tingling. My aura started to really, like you said, we're sparkly and shiny. It started to, I could feel it, right? And so when she saw that he was close, the energy of my physical body was starting to show it. And then I psychically saw him reaching forward. Then once the message was released or shared, then what did he say? All right, let's go. We're done. Thank you. So it was like, I like I had a little tour guide. And they're like, okay, thank you. Let's go here. Let's move it along. Enough on this part. So what it's like. You go to room to room, you don't know who's in there. And a lot of them are just hanging out in their room because that's their their favorite spot of where they used to be. And they don't really go much else in the house. So you have to go there. And, and see who's in the room is like, oh, hey, there's somebody over here in the corner. Hi. How's yeah. You, you yeah. know, just stopping by to say hi and blah, 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 you know. And even if there are negative spirits there that are kind of grumpy or whatever and don't want to hang out with other people, you still, I still try to approach them with that happy, go lucky attitude. It's like, ah, oh, I get it. You don't, you don't want to see a lot of people, but we just wanted to say hi. And yeah. we want to respect you and honor you. We're just stopping by, you know, if you, you're gonna stay in here, that's cool. We'll leave you alone. But if you want to come out, you know, come have some fun with us. We're gonna go in the living room right now and try doing some stuff. Yeah. And half the time they'll say, oh, all right, you know, they got nothing else going on, they're gonna go check it out. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they like you or not, they're gonna follow you around. Um at the same house that we we're talking about, uh, when we went into the living room and you're like, Oh, there's a man sitting here, and I'm like, Cool, cool. Yeah, there's a presence right here. And I put my meter down, I'm like, Can you light that up? And all of a sudden it's all yeah. It was great validation. Arlene's filming it, and we're getting these these uh, energy masses, these orbs flying around, it's like validating that. And I'm saying orbs, and uh, just want to clarify because the big orb controversy. Okay. Uh, orb is a round object. Okay, that's when we're talking about an orb, an a round thing. It's coming by. You know, mm-hmm. it could be transparent, translucent, whatever. Sometimes we're like, oh, it's dust, whatever. But dust flurries, and you don't get one dust molecule. There's a couple of them. There. Mm-hmm. When we see something like that, it's like a solid cotton ball mass on the camera moving by. It's like awesome. You know, that's energy. And that's what we refer to as an orb. Uh, uh, A lot of people call them light anomalies. I love to call them light anomalies. That's a cute, I like that. I don't want to be just orb, kind of round thing, whatever. Everyone's just kind of categorizing. I want to be a light anomaly. Yeah. It's got its own energy source. So yeah, that's me. I'm going to be this ball and I'm going to cruise over here and go up the stairs, you know, and I see it. And it was funny when I see these ones, they don't act like just an energy ball, you know, because you can go from like downstairs to upstairs, like in a second, just just go up there, right? But I see them them coming out of the kitchen and -hmm. they maneuver around and they go to the stairs and they go up the stairs. It's like, why were they going up the stairs? They just go bloop. Yeah. But they 
still have their human characteristics. So yeah. uh, I believe that they're still solid doing their thing. But we're seeing the energy mass, which perpetuates them and keeps them moving. Their mm-hmm. source of energy. So that's the thing that we're seeing going up the stairs. Acts like a human, so it must be a human spirit. I love that explanation. And it was it was really cool. Like the minute we walked into the house, this mansion that we're speaking of, it was like even the people are there, like boom, boom, boom. It's a matter of seconds that the connection is made and that work is being done. You're like, whoa, we just got in here. And Stefan has the, the same machine that he's talking about. And we asked this person, if you're here, can you make this light up? The thing starts to light up all blue. It was like, pop, 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 pop. like it was like lighting up. I, I don't know why I'm saying blue. Was it blue? Did it go blue? Do you remember if it was blue? No, it, it, it was goes. Blue. It goes uh, green, yellow, and yeah. red. In case you want to ask you questions. You yes, guess, there you go. No, maybe that kind of stuff. Okay. For whatever reason, I was getting blue right now. So I was like, no, that's wrong. Let me ask you. So that thing lit up like a, like a rainbow. Pop, 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 pop. And I'm the medium. So I'm not really, I'm more focused on the message and doing the reading and getting the information. And then you come in and you're now the paranormal investigator, medium psychic doing your part. And he is flowing with you with this device. And I was just like, everyone was like, whoa, that just happened. Like, wow. So I got to get me one of these machines. I keep talking about that. And I I have, I don't have the voice box yet. I don't have any of these equipment. So I'm I'm sitting with it. And uh, the more I open in this, this work, I want to be able to have my own stuff so, you know, when I'm working, they can hear the voice messages as well. Because when I did that last night, it was really cool because I jumped in and I went into that little room and they were doing the ghost hunt. And I said, can I come in here and see who's here and ask for permission? I jumped in to the story. And then this lady was like, boom. I go, okay, you're very gifted. They're open. Can I come to you? And I could feel the hesitation. like, And the voice box says, silence. I was like, oh, okay, that's my cue. I ain't supposed to say nothing to you. All right, I got it. So I, the voice back was like, no, girl, you ain't going there. Like, hold up. And so yeah. that equipment and spirit and me working together was really like this. It was super cool to be able to work and use that as my guide and to also trust with my message and go in. And then she's like, Fountain to me. She had to get uh, like a feel. Okay, you're cool. I, I can work with you. And she's like, well, you didn't read me yet. And I'm like, okay. And this was really cute. I said, my guides tell me that you just did a prayer of protection. So you didn't want nothing to touch you. Or so I'm honoring and respecting that. We just did that right now because she got scared and she was feeling spirit talk to you. I said, so because of your will and because of what you did, spirit is here, but you've asked to have, you didn't want that connection. So do you, is it okay that I go past your protection and what you what you just did? And they laughed and they're like, oh my gosh, like, wow, this, we just did that. So there was, a, there was a message because we validated what she did. And then yeah. I was able to unfold. So, you know, that's coming out of the, the perception. This is bad. But now when they found out grandpa's here, they're hanging out with you. They're part of this tour. Like, and they're like in tears, like, yes, thank you, Debbie. Like they were, it, it ended up into a beautiful read, but you see how we come in so guarded and so protected that we didn't even get, I had to get past that first layer before I can say, can I, may I come into your space? And she had to get a feel of 
my character, my personality, and say, you know what, we're peoples now, we're cool, let's let's let this unfold now. So that's that's the energy that we're working through when we do an invest, investigation. We're working through the layers of the personality, the characteristics, the events that happen, and some are tragic, and some are hurtful, but even just opening up that wound that maybe people haven't healed from can also be very healing and grieving all at the same time. Absolutely. Sometimes mm -hmm. they need to kind of talk about it to get through it and tell the story and they heal. Um, perfect example is uh, Sharon Tate, uh, you know, the actress. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of investigating, investigating at the, the David Omen house where the Manson victims seem to like to hang out, you know, and it's, it's one of those places that he lives on the driveway where the main, where Roman Polanski's house was and everybody was murdered and stuff at the house and they, they they changed it and they built four massive mansions on the driveway in that area david owns one of them and he's a unique character in himself you know he's a very you know uh, wild guy funny guy he likes to have a good time uh, the spirits seem to uh, like him a lot and they went house to house seeing who would pay attention to them and they finally got a david david was wide open and they're like all right cool and so they hang out at his house but over the years of investigating there and i've investigated there for you know 15 years or so uh, we would make contact with sharon tate and she would tell us all these things and talk about her dreams and she had big she had big plans and you know her career was booming at the time she was at the top of her game and she was about to become a mega star when uh, she was murdered um, wow. but like the third year of investigating, uh, her story changed a little bit. She says, uh, what was it? She was, oh, I'm okay now. I'm beautiful again. Aww. I'm going to be all right. Because she would, people that have seen her in the house, see her in her nightgown and she's all bloody and stuff, where they stabbed the baby and her stuff. Horrible, horrible. So she had lived with that for years and years and years, but over time she was able to heal her spirit heal herself emotionally and uh, once you do that when you get when you get rid of all the tragic and let it go um you can focus on yourself again as a spirit and that's what she did she was super happy saying i'm okay i'm beautiful again blah 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 and she was she sounded like she really understood what was happening and was okay with it and now she just hangs out at david's house partying with everybody we bring spirit we bring psychics in there and they're like, there's a party going on over by the bar. You've got some of the Manson victims are there, Stephen Perrin. Um, they start naming people. And then um, David collects the stuff of um, Jack Johnson, the boxer, mm -hmm. you know, boxer guy. So he has like his personal stuff in like almost like a museum there. And up the stairs comes Jack Johnson, and he's like hanging out with all the celebrities and the ladies like, there's also a couple of Native Americans over there. They're all just kind of hanging out, talking, and having a good time. And then she stops and goes, one of them just said to let David know, thank you for letting us hang out here. You know, they really enjoyed being there in his environment. So it was cool. These guys are yeah. These guys are celebrities. We're going to have some bunch of spirits at your house. You might as well have a bunch of, of celebrity spirits to hang out with, right? Right? I would. Be all, Jimi Hendrix, what's up, dude? What's yeah. up? That's what's, what's up. up. <laughs> yes. Play my guitars, man. Yeah, let's party, man. So you know, it, that kind of stuff. 
I love that. And I know Trudy here says a lot of people think that spirits are stuck and haven't crossed over or another spirit is keeping them there. And I think you just gave a perfect example. They're healing and the perception of how they see themselves and how they embrace themselves. That was a great example. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I, it kind of goes uh, either way. I know a lot of people think spirits are stuck. It comes to a spirit somewhere. It's like it's not the case. You know, if you got a loved one they just passed that week and you're experiencing stuff, uh, don't be sad for them or whatever, you know, because you know, they're free. They're, they're doing better than we are in a lot of aspects. Yeah. Um, and they get, there's this, you know, I used to say there was like a grace period when you pass. Mm-hmm. You know, you step out of the body and it's a kind of weird thing. It's like stepping out of a, a warm shower into like a little bit of a cold, you know, but then you get a time where um yeah there's there's bigger things up there there's bigger places to go to that are way better than here but you get this period where you're gonna go see your loved ones you know i'm gonna go see my children let them know i'm okay i'm gonna is my wife over there i'm gonna let her know i'm okay you know so you see these spirits a lot so they're not stuck Mm -hmm. they're doing their thing getting ready for their transition and making sure you know they're okay and then after that time is up they trans uh, transposed to whatever environment they're going to, and everyone's like, "Oh, people are, are aren't crossing over because they're afraid of Judgment Day." Blah blah blah. It's like, no, not really. I think the people who do horrible things in life, they feel this sense of regret, mm-hmm. and, and these are like things that, that that people tie to themselves. These chains, you know, these yes. drag them off. And I've heard chains in an investigation, like someone carrying chains. It was, yes. It was ridiculous. I'm like, you serious right now? This is like Disney Ghosts or something because we're here in chains. But yeah. it's a thing. It is. There are all things of regret that some people tie to themselves. I now, have seen that. Yeah. Forgive yourself before you pass and understand. Then you're letting go of that stuff. Leave the earthly crap behind and move on and be something beautiful. Become the spiritual butterfly and fly around and, and, and exist. So those people will stay behind because they're afraid. But where you're going next is not a afraid place. It's and and I've heard different stories and different experiences of people that I know who have died and moved on. Um, there's people over there that are waiting for you. A lot of times it's your family and your friends. And they're like, oh man, what's up? You know, family reunion and stuff. And then they'll pass you on to whoever's. It's weird. This it gets all Beetlejuice. Uh, <laughs> There are people there who are waiting for you who want to sit down with you and talk about your life, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and the thing is, they're not trying to condemn you of the, some of the mistakes you made or whatever. They're trying to get your opinion on Do you understand why that happened? You know, how do you feel about that? Because you're you're cleansing yourself. You're preparing yourself for the next level. You need mm-hmm. to get these old things off to you uh, as you climb the, the stairway to heaven. Mm-hmm. I believe everybody has to have a certain level of enlightenment to be able to move on to the next phase, you know? And that's where things like reincarnation come in. Everyone's like, yo, we only live once. You know, it's like, well, how sad is that? Uh, <laughs> 75 years and this is all you get and you're supposed to get through this? No. I think we come back a, full, a few times to make our spirit stronger, more, more enlightened. We come back changed a little bit each time, a little bit smarter. And every time we pass through that, we go up to the next level. Like, oh, cool. I made here. I passed that test. Cool. I'm going up to the next step. Whoa, it's cool up here. You know, that kind of stuff gives you more freedom. Um, yeah. And you're not stuck. Yes. Uh, 
like when you go to heaven, I mean, you, know, you talk about gates and stuff. I don't, I don't think there's gates. I didn't see any gates. I mean, whatever. Uh, you have freedom to go wherever you want. If you're yes. out there a cloud party with your friends having a good time and one of your loved ones is distressed or worried about something, you're picking up on a signal. It's like the bat signal shining. It's like, yes. little Sarah needs me. I'll be back, guys. And all of a sudden, poof, they're right exactly. there with you. Exactly. Now, thing called thought patterns and if you call them you say mom i miss you which i do all the time all of a sudden i'm smelling cigarette smoke in the car and my mom's there because she's smoking her car and now i drive her car so okay. it's just one of those things they'll go right to you i love that and you know stefan this is a way of us living in the now as well we not only for those that pass when you're speaking i feel that's what we're doing now we're healing, we're forgiving ourselves, we're letting go of the layers so that we can truly be that light body that we're supposed to be, that butterfly, that lotus yeah. of love, right? And I feel Absolutely. we ascend, transcend always, and we're always leveling up. And I feel that if you keep that in your mindset and you're working through that goal, be gentle as you're going through that in the now so that, as you say, we evolve and we can be everywhere. And I feel like... If you can astral travel, like if you have that thought pattern, as you say, we can exist in everything. If you allow yourself to expand in that trance, you know, out in that area, like you are unlimited. So know that in the now, as a human form, we are spirit. Know that you are unlimited. And I love the explanation that you gave on what a soul goes through. As uh, one who holds space, I can see um, the chains. I've seen and heard the chains and I've seen the things that pull out with them and they release as your soul continues to heal from what um, traumatic events or stories that you're holding on to. So if you're in that place, be gentle guys. Give yourself the love and compassion your soul needs as you're continuing to ascend. And Stefan, you're amazing. Thank you for being on Transcend with Debbie. For those who missed this, hit the replay button or look for us on Spotify and Amazon. And I know that you're constantly doing your show on My Darkest Hour Radio and it's on Paraflix. Tell people where else can they find you? Uh, you can go to my YouTube channel. It's My Darkest Hour. Uh, find me there. See all the people I talk to. It's an, it's an interview show. Now it's turning into an interactive show where I'm doing uh, different types of paranormal experiments, real world stuff. I'm going to start uh, launching that by the end of the year. So when we're going into January, you get these adventures with me. And that's what the, the Paraflix stuff is about. It's supposed to be a paranormal adventure with me. And I turned it into a big documentary, which end up being great. But I want to do some simple stuff, some basic stuff for those who really want to follow. Uh, you can go to my YouTube channel. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, pretty much everywhere, uh, social media-wise. Uh, I'm there if you have any questions. And I say this, you know, if you want to send me uh, pictures or video of something you caught and want me to review it and tell you what I think, I'll be glad to do that. You can send it to Stefan. Uh, or you can send it to uh, MyDarkestHourRadio at gmail.com. And I will get back to you. And just as a warning, I'm going to be honest. If you send me a picture uh, of it's 8 o'clock at night outside your house and there's 10,000 orbs going on because the sprinklers were on about half an hour ago, I'm going to tell you that. So please don't take <laughs> offense. Um, but if you got something good, I'm just going to enjoy it and love it and tell you, uh, you know, 
your next steps and how you can really get that out to the people. So I'll be glad to help. Thank you so much. Very cool. I love the open heart that you have for the community. Thank Absolutely. you again for being here on Transcend with Debbie. And thank you everyone for listening. Take care and happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, you guys. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button for Transcend with Debbie and hit that like button. That way you'll get updates every time she has a new show with amazing guests such as myself. On your <laughs> thank you, Stephanie. All right, you guys, you guys go have fun. You have fun tonight. Call me if you need anything because I'll be around. Thank you. All right, you guys. Take Night. care, y'all. Have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> Bye.